0: The Daily Rios, episode 460, Crisis on Earth CW, episode 0. One thing is certain everything we know, everything there is, and everything there ever was. Hey, everyone. This is your host, Peter. Long time no see, right? So the crisis is coming on the CW network. Are you ready? If not, maybe this episode will help. I originally wanted to map out all of the crisis elements leading up to the crossover that is starting this Sunday night. I'm recording this on Friday, December 6th. But, You know what? There's just so much information that uh, I think I'm just going to rough out what I remember from various uh, CW shows. I was all excited to do this episode. Uh, I only thought about doing it about a day or two ago when I was talking about the upcoming crisis uh, on Twitter. And I thought, oh, you know, there are people who have mentioned that they don't watch hardly any of the CW shows, if any at all. And I thought, oh, you know what? I could do kind of like a a primer episode, right? Catch everybody up. Well, there's just not enough time to really be thorough uh, with all of the information that has come from multiple shows and multiple seasons, hundreds of episodes. It's just too much to do before Sunday. So even with all the stuff that I remember and that I uh, tried to... um, catch up on in terms of what I'm watching this season, or trying to remember previous episodes, either with clips on YouTube or just some Wikipedia stuff. Uh, it was a lot of information. It's just a lot of information. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do some some quick stuff, you know, I'm not going to try to be so detailed. So this is what this episode will be. It's going to try to catch up people uh, who maybe aren't familiar with the CW shows, Uh, with information that might help for the upcoming five-part Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event that is happening on the CW uh, network. I'm going to talk about things leading up to the crisis, whether they were Easter eggs, um, but then also some crisis elements within the CW shows once they decided they were actually going to do the event, I'm going to talk about crisis elements from the comics that have made their way onto the TV shows. Uh, We will talk about some TV multiverse stuff in terms of uh, actors who might have appeared on various DC TV shows and how they are being used for the crisis. Uh, I'll give some speculations on what I think might happen post-crisis. And all of this, hopefully, as I said, will catch you up if you're not watching any of the CW shows. I am sure I'm going to miss—I'm going to miss tons of stuff. Um, this is not meant to be a catch-all, but I think the information I laid out will be a good start. Uh, what I'm not going to talk about are any of the special cameos that they have planned for the event especially if these actors come from outside of the Arrowverse, which is what they call all of the shows on on the CW network. Now, if some of these actors have already appeared on a CW show, like John Wesley Shipp, who is Barry Allen's dad on The Flash, yeah, I'm going to talk about that. But But if it's a total surprise, I want it to be a surprise, and I think you should go in watching this event and be surprised if you don't already know what's going to happen. So, um, as I said, no, no talk about that, uh, um, you know, or if I do talk about it, I'll give it some spoiler space, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to stay away from that. Okay. So, uh, let's start by talking real quickly about, um, the other CW crossovers. Now, I'm not including just random guest appearances. I'm trying to just stick with the major crossovers between the shows. And we start in 2014, the 2014-2015 season, uh, a crossover just between Flash and Arrow called uh, Flash versus Arrow. And then the second part was The Brave and the Bold. And this was where both... Um, both of the casts uh, guest starred on each other's show as a way to, um, just keep viewers um, informed that these shows take place in the same universe. And that absolutely makes sense because Barry Allen, Cisco Ramon, Caitlin Snow, they all first appeared on Arrow in different episodes. So it totally makes sense, you know, that they would do that kind of crossover. Uh, Then the 2015-2016 season gave us Heroes Join Forces. It was a crossover that set up a new CW show called Legends of Tomorrow. And Legends of Tomorrow featured characters such as the White Canary, Ray Palmer Adam, Heat Wave, um, Captain Cold, Firestorm, and some other characters, Hawkman, Hawkgirl. Most of these characters first appeared, such as Sarah Lance and Ray Palmer, on Arrow, and then other characters appeared uh, first appeared on Flash, and then eventually they would get their own show called Legends of Tomorrow. In March of 2016, The Flash wound up crossing not only an entire universe, but an entire network when he appeared on Supergirl's Earth ...in an episode called World's Finest, and that was in season one of the Supergirl TV show, which meant uh, that was still on CBS at the time. So that was kind of unique. And then in 2016, 2017, in that season, they gave us Invasion, which brought in Supergirl, where she met the other CW characters, she met the Arrowverse characters, she met the Flash characters, she met Legends of Tomorrow characters... And it all made sense because in this season, um, Supergirl was now on the CW show. Uh, She joined the CW with season two of her own series. So the invasion crossed over between all of those shows. March of 2017, there was an episode called Duet on the Flash TV show. And that also featured Supergirl. And it was an episode much like the Buffy episode, um, Once More with Feeling, where it resolved a lot of plot lines between the two shows and within their specific shows, so that's kind of a major crossover. In 2017-2018, in that season, we got Crisis on Earth X, which was fantastic. Uh, That was a crossover between all the various shows, and it featured Earth X and it helped to kickstart uh, the Ray from the Freedom Fighters. It helped to kickstart his webisodes, his animated webisodes on the CW seed. But then, you know, we also got a live action version of the Ray. Uh, great um, crossover uh it ended with the wedding of Barry Allen and Iris West and i think it also ended with the wedding between Ollie uh Oliver Queen and Fel- Felicity Smoke um yeah really great crossover really like that one the 2018 2019 crossover called Elseworlds this is the biggie not only is this is it a setup for the current Batwoman TV show Most importantly, it was the preamble or the prologue to The Crisis on Infinite Earths. And we'll talk more about that crossover in a little bit. So those are the major crossovers. Here are just some bullet points uh, of information that... This is information that might be necessary when you watch the crisis. Some of this stuff just came out as like an Easter egg. You know, I went back all the way to like season one of Arrow. Uh, So none of this was kind of planned. But um, if there were little Easter eggs or if there were moments that I think people might want to know about before the crisis, that's basically what this segment is. So we go all the way back to Arrow season one, episode 20, entitled Home Invasion. This is where we find out that the character of Lila Michaels, who is John Diggle's wife on the Arrow TV show, uh, we find out that her code name, as she works with the uh, organization known as Argus, her code name is Harbinger. And at that time, like I said, it just was something that they kind of threw in there because her name is Lila, the comic book character. Known as Harbinger, her name is Lila. So that was just kind of fed as an Easter egg, but obviously, as we'll soon find out, that is of major importance. So that goes back all the way to Arrow Season 1. Arrow Season 2, Episode 20, an episode entitled Seeing Red. Oliver Queen learns that he has a son, and this son, uh, we see the older version of this son in the current season, in season number 8. And I have to imagine uh, this son plays a part in Crisis. So if you don't know it, Ollie has a son. He also has a daughter named Mia. And that daughter we meet later in his TV show, but she also will appear uh, in the Crisis. Then we had Flash Season 1, Episode 1, the pilot. Um, One of the characters, known as Harrison Wells, who is secretly... Uh, Eobard Fawn, The Reverse Flash, we learn that he has a room, a secret room within Star Labs called the Time Vault. And in that Time Vault, there's a newspaper. And it's from the year 2024. And it, the headline reads that the Flash will disappear in a crisis. Now at the time, you know, obviously that's a, an Easter egg. But then they explained it to mean that the Flash would disappear when he was fighting the reverse Flash. So it wasn't actually the crisis. Eventually, it will become the crisis, though. So that newspaper was something that was in the background uh, on the Flash TV show quite often. Flash Season 2, Episode 2, Flash of Two Worlds. This was from October 2015. We get our first kind of like major explanation of what the multiverse is. And this comes from Martin Stein, Professor Martin Stein, who eventually would merge with Ronnie Raymond and become Firestorm and eventually would uh, um, merge with another character named Jefferson Jackson and they would become Firestorm during Legends. So in his explanation, this is what he says. He says, this is our Earth. Let's call it Earth 1. And this second Earth, let's call it Earth 2. This is where Jay Garrick claims to be from. And these other Earths, 3, 4, 5 to infinity, all of them are nearly identical to ours. And they all exist at the same time, giving us endless alternatives to what we have here. For example, the Joe West on Earth-2, he might not be a detective. He could be a Nobel Prize-winning physicist. And you, the Barry Allen, here is the Flash, but over but over there, you could be an electrician. So it kind of laid out the multiverse because Flash Season 2 was all about this character named Jay Garrick who comes from Earth-2. Now, we know the name Jay Garrick. He is the original Flash in the comics. Uh, The Golden Age Flash, he eventually becomes the Flash on Earth-2. Barry Allen is the Silver Age Flash on Earth-1. And they met in a comic called Flash of Two Worlds, hence the title of that particular episode. We'll talk a little bit more about Jay Garrick in just a second here. Flash Season 2, Episode 11, from January 2016. The episode is called The Reverse Flash Returns. We learn about Time Remnants about these echoes that speedsters can create, uh, basically creating another version of themselves, which that becomes pretty important uh, throughout Flash. We also learn that Cisco Ramon's power, his vibe power, uh, he can see through the vibrations of all the various universes. So he's able to use his power as kind of like teleportation between various Earths. So that's also important. Now, Vibe, Cisco Ramon on the TV show, is currently powerless in um, Flash Season 6, but we'll see if if that changes uh, with the crisis. All right, Flash Season 2, Episode 13, it's entitled Welcome to Earth 2. Now, the big bad for this season is a is a guy named Zoom. Zoom turns out to be Jay Garrick, but Jay Garrick turns out to be not Jay Garrick, but another character named Hunter Solomon. And um, what's weird about all of this is Hunter is from Earth 2. So when they travel to Earth 2 in this episode, what we see is that a lot of the characters that are counterparts to the characters that we know on The Flash... They're usually bad or dark or evil. And, for instance, we see uh, a Firestorm analog, and he's called Deathstorm. We see uh, a Vibe character, but he's called, I think, Reverb. Caitlin Snow has um, an evil counterpart on this Earth as well. So what bothered me is that they, they made that whole concept of an evil Earth be Earth-2, when technically, in the comics, that's Earth-3. Earth-3 is the one that's kind of like the evil counterpart. So Hunter, from Earth-2, is masquerading as Jay Garrick, but is actually Zoom, the big bad for that season. So he's masquerading as Jay Garrick, and what we learn is that the real Jay Garrick is from Earth-3 in the TV universe. So see, that's where it gets a little confusing for comic book readers, I think. It should have been the other way around, right? They should have gone to Earth-3, and uh, Hunter from Earth-3 should have kidnapped Jay Garrick from Earth-2, because that would make more sense to comic book people, but whatever. The other thing that's interesting to note is that eventually in this season, we find out that the actor who plays Jay Garrick is John Wesley Shipp the same actor who plays Barry Allen's dad in the Flash TV show. So there's a little bit of a connection there. Uh, and we'll we'll talk more about John Wesley's ship as we go on. Flash Season 2, Episode 17, an episode called Flashback from March 2016. We learn of another time thing called Time Wreaths. Where they are these um, beings that live within kind of like the barrier between time, or um, if you mess around with time too much, they come after you. I kind of wonder if they are going to be the shadow demons within the crisis. So, we had characters known as shadow demons within the comics, but we haven't, we sort of saw one image of something kind of swirling about. ...on one of the Crisis trailers, so I wonder if they're going to use the Time Wraiths as Shadow Demons. All right, let's keep going here. Supergirl, Season 1, Episode 18, World's Finest, from March 2016. This is the crossover that I talked about where Flash crosses not only Earths, but networks. Uh, Definitely the multiverse is cemented here. Barry even mentions that there are other Earths. uh, For example, one where the Nazis won... And that is Earth-X in the comics, and it'll also be Earth-X in uh, the TV show. Now, eventually, in a later um, episode, I think it's during Invasion, Supergirl's Earth gets named as Earth-38 after 1938, which is the, the year that Superman first appeared, and um, That's important because Her Earth, Earth Earth-38, is, you know, central to her TV show, but is also central to the upcoming Crisis story. Flash Season 2, Episode 22, May 2016, an episode called Invincible. We get the first appearance of an Earth-2 character named Black Siren, uh, who is an alternate for Laurel Lance on the Arrow TV show, who was known as the Canary or Black Canary. Um, at that time, I believe Laura was dead in the Arrow TV show, so to see the actor and to see a new version of her on Earth 2 was pretty important. This character, uh, Black Siren, is also on the Arrow TV show this season and has been, I think, for a number of seasons, so she's pretty important for the upcoming crisis. Flash Season 2, Episode 23, from also from May 2016, entitled The Race of His Life, This is where Barry and um, Zoom and Jay Garrick um, all clash. And to defeat Zoom, um, Barry has to destroy some device that Zoom has created. So he brings about a time remnant to help him. And the time remnant disappears. He disintegrates as, as they're trying to battle Zoom. In imagery that is very similar to the way Barry Allen dies in Crisis Issue Number Eight from you know 1985, it's where he disintegrates. He's spinning around a machine and he and he slowly just disintegrates into a skeleton until he just just basically disappears. So there's some Crisis imagery for you. The other thing about this episode is Zoom is taken away by some of those time wraiths. And he becomes uh, the Black Flash, uh, a character that showed up in one of Morris, Grant Morrison's comics in The Flash. He's kind of like the the Flash of Death, if you want to say. And um, that character of Black Flash would appear definitely in Legends of Tomorrow, I think also in The Flash TV show, but I can't remember. And then at the end of this season, at the end of this episode, uh, Barry goes back in time and changes his origin story, changes um, um, the death of his mother, which is what um, triggered a lot of season one, and he sets about the the flashpoint, and he changes time, and and that also changes some things within the Arrowverse. Um, John Diggle, who is Oliver Queen's uh, right-hand man on Arrow, used to have a son, a baby son, but because of Flashpoint, he now has... um, No, I'm sorry, he used to have a baby daughter. But because of Flashpoint, because of what Barry did, that daughter becomes a son, who we eventually see in future Arrow seasons and comes from the future back um, to our present. And along with uh, Oliver's son and daughter, uh, is also on the Arrow TV show and will show up in The Crisis. So that's some background stuff in some of the earlier seasons of um, the Arrowverse. So now I'm going to jump all the way to 2018 because um, this is when the crisis was really uh, teased and starting to be cemented within the CW network of shows. So in November of 2018, they teased the upcoming crossover, which was called Elseworlds. And it featured a world that was all destroyed, but we saw all these heroes that have appeared uh, on the CW shows here and there, such as Stargirl, Firestorm, Ray, Arsenal, Hawk Girl, Captain Cold, Green Arrow, Huntress, Obsidian, Jesse Quick, and a Flash. But not the Barry Allen Flash from the CW show. This was the Barry Allen Flash from the 90s Flash TV show from 1990 and 1991. So this, again, was John Wesley Shipp. It wasn't Barry's dad. It wasn't Jay Garrick. It was the original live-action Flash um, from 1990. And he had the suit. He had the music. um, And, you know, suddenly we were introduced to Earth-90 from, you know, 1990, from from, uh, taking the the Earth designation from the year of that TV series. And he's crawling on the floor, and he's reaching for a book. It's the Book of Destiny. And a man picks it up, and that man is the Monitor. That's right. The Monitor, um, who looks almost exactly like his comic book version, makes his appearance on the CW show uh, at the end of this teaser... And he says that uh, this Flash has failed, and that's why his Earth will be destroyed. And it ends with the Flash running towards the camera, and we get a close-up of his lightning bolt uh, emblem, which is very much like the TV show, how the intro to the TV show started. So that was kind of cool. So we got this teaser, and obviously this meant, "Uh uh-oh, this upcoming crossover is going to be major. So in the Elseworlds crossover... Just like in the comic book version, the Monitor is basically trying to test our CW heroes. Not only is, does that happen within this crossover, but it's been happening in their current seasons, where the Monitor is just testing not only Barry and Ollie, but also John Jones and some other characters. And that's exactly what he did in the comic book version, right? He He was just putting our heroes through tests to see what they're made of, I guess. So in this in this Elseworlds crossover the monitor gives the book of destiny to a character known as John Deegan and tells him to rewrite you know reality reshape the world um you know just just because because that's what the monitor does So in this rewritten world Barry is now Green Arrow and Ollie is now Flash so they clearly know something is not right their loved ones don't even know that that this switch has happened, so they go to uh supergirl's earth earth thirty eight and she knows the difference, but you know she they're still um wearing each other's costumes, they're still living each other's lives, so that's how they get supergirl in all of this, and um eventually they battle John Deegan, but then he rewrites history again. There is a Superman on the Supergirl TV show. Uh, John Deegan becomes Superman and he wears this black outfit, just like Superman wore after his death in the comics. Uh, and eventually, you know, things go back to normal here and there. But there's a couple of interesting points during all of this uh, crossover stuff. For instance, the monitor recognizes or at least um, notices that Vibe can see him. And he even says, fascinating. I wouldn't have thought the men of this Earth had this capacity. And he's talking about Vibe's power. So again, if he's testing things, uh, the Monitor is clearly learning things about these characters as well. So that flash that we saw in the teaser does make its way to uh, Barry Allen, to Earth 1. And before he does... Um, there's all this cosmic stuff going on. The skies are very thunderous and there's red skies, you know, which is just like the crisis and then they, when they finally figure out what's going on with the weather, they pull Flash 90 into their universe and he's the one who tells them about the monitor. He names him Mar-Novu, which is uh, the name that Grant Morrison gave him during Final Crisis and he gives all of them information. One of the things that's, in, that's, in, that's interesting is that he turns to John Diggle and he says, John, uh, what are you doing here? Where's your ring? So apparently the John Diggle of Flash 90 is really John Stewart, the Green Lantern, the Black Green Lantern that we know from the comics. So that's kind of cool and that makes me wonder if we're going to see that in the Crisis show. So we learn from the Monitor a whole bunch of things in this crossover He says, A crisis is imminent. Someone is coming. Someone far, far more powerful than myself. I mean to prepare. I am testing universes to find one that I hope is strong enough to stand against him. And then he says, In the hope of finding the champions that would save the multiverse in time, you are the first of those that I placed under fire to retrieve the Book of Destiny. So that whole thing about testing, the whole thing about finding champions, we're going to see that later too. Um, He talks to Barry and Ollie in this kind of uh, platform that is floating in space. Kind of reminds me of the satellite, but not exactly. Um, He says to them, "...self-sacrifice alone will not see you through this trial. Survival will only be found by knowing your true self." This world will be doomed like all the others. So just like the comic book crisis, um, Barry is fated to die, but so is Oliver. But that happens because Oliver has a bargain with the Monitor. So within the events of Elseworlds, Barry and Kara, Supergirl, they have to stop um, the wor- some, some weapon or the world from being destroyed. So as they spin around the earth, um, they start to disintegrate. And if you know your crisis lore, Barry and Kara are the ones that – they were kind of like the big deaths within the original crisis, right? So Ollie goes to the monitor and says, look, I don't think you're testing us to see if we're strong enough. I think you're testing us to see if we're good enough. And then he says, I'm not who you need. You said that I would pass the test if I know my true self. My true self is filled with darkness. Barry and Kara are different. They inspire hope. They inspire people because they are the best of us. And if this test of yours is going to kill our best chance at stopping this crisis, as gods go, you're not a very smart one. So Ollie recognizes that they need Flash and they need Supergirl for the upcoming crisis. So he makes a bargain. And, uh... Monitor says to him, look, balance must be maintained. One change requires another. How would you propose that I keep this balance? And we're not shown any scene outright, but we get you know a strong hint that what Ollie does is probably says, look, to save Barry and Kara, uh, you, can, you can have me, I, I imagine. Now, what's interesting about that is he is only one life against two. So that's probably why um, in the current Flash season, uh, the Monitor has told Barry that he is fated to die. And we've seen this all the way back in season one of Flash with that newspaper that I talked about earlier. Now Supergirl seems like a safe bet because she has her own TV show, so I can't imagine they're going to kill her off. This is the final season of Arrow going on right now, season number eight. And and this is this whole season has been about... Ollie coming to terms with whatever it is that's going to happen. And then with Flash, it's the same thing. Um, he also is, quote-unquote, fated to die. But I have some thoughts about that. So we'll, we'll come up... Uh, um, I'll continue continue that later on. At the end of Elseworlds, at the end of that crossover, we learned that John Deegan is uh, put into Arkham. Because in this crossover, we meet Batwoman for the first time. And then eventually her TV series will spin out of this um, uh, event. And she informs Ollie that Deegan is in Arkham, but he has met a friend. And that friend is none other than the Psycho Pirate, who is very important to the Crisis comic book. And uh, the Psycho Pirate talks to John Deegan and says, The stage is set. Worlds will live, worlds will die, and the universe will never be the same. And that is absolutely crisis language. So that was a tease, and then at the end it said, to be continued in Crisis on Infinite Earths in 2019. Now at the end of the 2018-2019 season, the Monitor popped back again across uh, pretty much all of the shows uh, as a way, again, to tease what was going to happen at the start of this season, the 2019-2020 season. So in Arrow... Uh, He goes to Ollie and he says, um, well, Ollie sees him and says, now I thought I had more time. Uh, The monitor says, you assist me as we seek to prevent the inevitable. Felicity is not happy about this, but Felicity winds up also having some kind of connection with the monitor and the monitor takes her somewhere. He says, where I'm taking you, there is no return. And Felicity says, I have waited a very long time to see him. I'm ready. Not quite sure what that means. If it means that Ollie is going to die, is she going to an alternate universe? Is she going to the afterlife? What it really feels like is at the end of the Crisis uh, comic book, um, Superman of Earth 2, the Golden Age Superman, had no Earth to go to. And Alexander Luthor, one of the characters from The Crisis, uh, from Earth 3, says, um, look, you can come and join join me. I have this place inside me, this limbo. And he brings out Lois Lane, the Lois Lane of Earth 2, because he he says to Superman of Earth 2, you know, of all the heroes, you were the first and, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't stand to see that much pain, you know, you losing your world, you losing Lois Lane. So so they join uh, Superboy of Earth Prime and they go off into wherever it is that Alexander Luthor had, um, you know, this limbo created within him. And that's very much what this felt like here, that the Monitor is saving Felicity from whate- whatever it is that's about to happen. And he might, you know, reunite her with Ollie later. So that's my guess about that. So at the end of the last Flash season, Flash once again goes up against Reverse Flash and he has to make a decision. So he lets Reverse Flash go and Reverse Flash says, I'll see you at our next crisis. Oh, But we also learn that because of events um, throughout that season, that newspaper that said that Barry would disappear in the crisis was originally dated April 2024 gets changed to December 2019. And then he gets an appearance from the Monitor, um, and the Monitor says, you cannot avoid the coming crisis. On that day, Flash will answer the call and make the ultimate sacrifice. In order for billions to survive, the Flash must die. Okay, the Flash must die, but maybe Barry Allen doesn't die. Remember, John Wesley Shipp is running around, not only as Jay Garrick, but as... Flash from Earth-90, so we may be seeing the death of a Flash, but maybe it's not Barry Allen, so that could be pretty interesting if it's Flash-90. On Supergirl, uh, the Monitor brings out uh, John Jones's brother, who has been trapped within the Phantom Zone, a character known as Malefic, Um, and then goes to Lex Luthor who was just killed by his sister, Lena Luthor, and the Monitor does something, and what we learn is that the Monitor has revived Lex Luthor, because Lex apparently has a pretty important part to play within the crisis. And I'm wondering if Lex Luthor is going to be the stand-in for Alexander Luthor from the comics. Uh, Lex Luthor is played by John Cryer, who played Lex Luthor's nephew in Superman Four. So if you don't know that, that's one of those actors that is kind of crossing over between all the various TV shows. Uh, You know, not only is there a multiverse within the CW network of shows, but there's also this strange multiverse of characters throughout all of DC's TV media or movie media. So that's kind of cool. And then the Monitor also popped up at the end of Legends of Tomorrow, where he was watching them battle in some kind of weird circus But I think the only thing he does is eat popcorn and shake his head as he watches them. Which finally leads us to this season, this current 2019-2020 season. Here's a couple of things that um, might play out within the crisis. Flash season six, episode two, called A Flash of Lightning. Since Barry knows that he's going to die with crisis, he's kind of struggling with this knowledge so he says, "All right, I'm going to go to the future beyond the crisis, and I'm going to see what happens." But he gets rejected back, and he gets an injury that's made of antimatter. Right. So the only way he can heal from this injury is by going to see Jay Garrick on Earth Three, and it's it's an Earth that's kind of futury, kind of science-y. There's all these dirigibles flying around. It sort of reminds me of the Watchmen universe, but. Um, Uh, But not really. So we meet Jay Garrick, played by John Wesley Shipp, again. And he's limping. I'm pretty sure he's probably retired at this time. And Barry lays out what has happened. So Jay gives him some information. And he says, look, I've spent the last year tracking the spread of antimatter throughout the multiverse. And antimatter is the energy that, uh, in the comics, wiped out all of the various... Earths in the multiverse. So he shows Barry a map, and it's this map that's kind of similar to the map from the multiversity comic event that Grant Morrison and Ryan Hughes created. There's all these Earths. Um, they have all these designations, one, three, five, Earth 6, Earth 27, 898, 75, 260, 494. It's just a ton of different Earths. And then there's all these annotations written down that Jay has put, and uh, one of them is that the antimatter cloud is heading towards Earth-2. And there are also all these DC mentions, like Thaddeus Brown, who is a Mr. Miracle, and a bunch of other uh, characters. And then in walks Jay Garrick's new wife, Joan Williams, just like the comics, and it's played by the actress who also plays Barry's mom on the TV show. So there's another little, you know, thing to send Barry in a tizzy. So what they decide to do is if they can't send Barry physically through the barrier beyond the crisis, they send him mentally. And he sees all kinds of crisis imagery. He sees red skies and an antimatter cloud. He sees star labs exploding. He sees people running from the cloud and getting killed like Killer Frost and Vibe and Elongated Man. It's very similar to the explosion in New York City in the Watchmen movie where where people are just running and then lifting and just being blown up. We also see Iris dying in one of those antimatter clouds. And eventually Jay and Joan bring, pull Barry back and, and he says um, he didn't see just one new timeline. He saw a billion of them and they all die. And then he also sees himself dying, running, running, fast, 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 and disintegrating, just like crisis number eight. And Barry says, um, billions of possible futures, billions of deaths, and then they were gone. The monitor was right. I have to die. Now, when he gets pulled back, Barry goes into like kind of like shock and a little bit of a coma. So Joan reads a poem she reads a poem called "Mortality" by William Knox, and it is the same poem at the end of Crisis Number Eight uh, when Barry dies, and it says, "Oh, why should the spirit of mortal be proud? like a fast flittering meteor, a fast flying cloud, a flash of the lightning, a break of the wave, He passes from life to to his rest in the grave. So I thought that was kind of cool, you know, again, using some crisis language. And then one of the last episodes uh, of Flash before the crisis hits, um, they're all just sort of sitting around and talking about their love for each other. And then it hits midnight, and what do you see but red skies. The crisis is coming. So the Arrow show this season, Arrow Season 8, has been about the Monitor sending Ollie and and various cast members to all of these different points within Ollie's life. Basically, it's like kind of sh- you know going back to all the various settings of the different seasons of Arrow. And in a lot of these um, places, he's basically gaining material so that they can build a weapon. It's a weapon that's composed of some white dwarf star material, which is the uh, material that is um, the basis for Ray Palmer Adams' power. Ollie's children, Mia and um, William, come back from the future to join him on this quest. Uh, John Diggle and Lila's son, I want to say, I think it's JJ, he comes back as well. Or no, I think it's Connor. I think his name he takes on the name Connor Hawk um, because he's actually the son of um, Bronze Tiger in this universe. The Arrow team learns that Lila has been working with the Monitor all this time. She was shown a life um, way back when, a life with Diggle, but then it all got destroyed because of the crisis. So she's like, okay, I'm going to work with the Monitor. Um, She doesn't know exactly what's going on, but she knows that they should trust him. And uh, eventually, in the last episode before the crisis, or one of the last episodes, she becomes Harbinger, not only in name, but in look as well. She dons a costume that is very similar to the costume in uh, the comics. She doesn't have the long blonde hair, but um, all the rest of it, all the other elements are kind of there. So, so far we have The Monitor, we have Harbinger, we have Psycho Pirate. Possibly we have an Alexander Luthor stand-in with Lex Luthor. So, we'll see who shows up. Who else shows up? Um, That's from the Crisis comics. Now, one of the things that happens within the Arrow TV show is they go to Earth 2, and this is how Black Siren joins the group. And uh, on Earth 2, Barry reunites with, you know, the Earth-2 version of his mother and one of his best friends. But at the end of that episode, Earth-2 is destroyed. It's eaten by the antimatter cloud. It looks um, very much like the comics, except when the the cloud hits a person. It looks a little too close like what happens uh, in um, Avengers Infinity War where people disintegrate. So... It looks like they're burning, and then they turn a little bit to smoke, not ash. But I wish it was a little different. I wish it was just like the comics where they kind of vanish. But I guess they wanted something that was a little more dramatic on on TV. But Earth 2 is destroyed. So that means, you know, like that map that Jay showed Barry, um, that the cloud was going to go there. Yeah, it did. Earth 2 is destroyed. Where's Jesse Quick? Where's uh, the Harrison Wells from Earth 2? Where are the characters other than Black Siren that lived on that Earth? Are they dead? I don't know, but I guess we'll see. So they're pretty serious about some of these Earths dying because the writers of the Arrow TV show had to get permission from the Flash writers to kill Earth 2. And that's exactly what they did. And then the same thing happens at the end of one of the Arrow episodes right before the crisis where all of a sudden the red skies come out and uh, the crisis is coming. Now, just like the Elseworlds crossover had a teaser, so does Crisis. And it's a teaser that played out on, I think, Batwoman and Supergirl and Arrow and Flash where this new Harrison Wells – it's a it's a character that's played by the same actor, Tom Cavanaugh. Uh, originally, it, there was a Harrison Wells on Earth 1 that got absorbed by Reverse Flash. And then there was a Harrison Wells on Earth 2, like I said, who had a daughter named Jessie Quick. Then there was another Harrison Wells uh, last season who was kind of like a Sherlock Holmes version of the character, which kind of I just didn't like. And this season, there's a new Harrison Wells called Nash Wells. And he's been chasing the monitor, so he comes to this underground area. He believes it's the monitor's, you know, dwelling. Um, he destroys uh, the the stonework, and he comes up on a door. And I either the door is made of something called eternium, or the the stonework is. I forget which which it is. But anyway, he comes on a door. It has seven symbols. In one of the Crisis teasers, uh, we learn that the monitor needs seven heroes, so I'm, I'm wondering if those symbols match up with the heroes. So Nash presses them, the door opens, there's this blinding light, and I guess Nash joins the monitor. But is it the monitor? Is it the anti-monitor? And what happens to Nash, right? Well, we learn um, from previous pictures and from teasers that this character of Nash Wells will wear a suit that is similar to Pariah from the Crisis comic book. So um, I guess he's going to be the pariah in this upcoming uh, event. So now we've got Monitor, possibly the Anti-Monitor, we've got Harbinger, we've got Pariah, possibly Alexander Luthor. And we'll see- we've got Red Skies, we've got antimatter Walls, we've got multiple Earths. Um yeah, we got a lot of stuff. So so that leads us to another segment, now that I'm done going through the verse, I told you this was going to be long. Um, what other crisis elements have appeared or might appear in the crossover? Uh, so I mentioned all of those characters. There has been a Dr. Light. There was a Dr. Light on Earth 2, uh, played by... Um, Well, I forget the actor's name, but it was Linda Park in the Flash TV show, which was a girl that Barry dated for a little bit in season one or season two. Um, Maybe even season three, I forget. So there is a Dr. Light, and she did play uh, an important part within the crisis, so we'll see if that happens. We talked about possibly a Flash dying. We talked about Supergirl dies in the comics, But will a Supergirl die in the TV show? I have thoughts about that. That'll come up in a little bit. We've had some other crisis imagery from Supergirl Season 2, Episode 2, called The Last Children of Krypton. Uh, This was the second appearance of the Superman that is on the Supergirl TV show, played by Tyler Hoechlin, I think his name is. Um, There is a Superman of Earth-38, and in that episode, Kara gets hurt, so he picks her up and he holds her. And it's imagery very much like the cover to Crisis Number 7. So that was kind of cool. We talked about the Crisis imagery about Barry and his death, just like Crisis Number 8. We've seen that a bunch of times. We've seen the number 52 referenced everywhere on Arrow, on Legends of the DC Universe, on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, on Flash. So, um, you know, that's... Pretty important. I think we even learned that there were fifty-two Earths, um, even though they have all these other numbers to them. So we'll see what happens. The other crisis imagery that might not be, but um, I, I sort of, I sort of thought it was from Legends of Tomorrow season one, uh, featuring Rip Hunter as he gathers all of his legends to battle Vandal Savage. Um, there's a council called the Time Masters. And their meeting place looked very much like the meeting place of Pariah's Earth in the comics. So when you finally learn Pariah's origin, he also stood before a council to try to talk about the origins of the universe. He wanted to discover what they were. And they were all seated within these like, um, just these little cubicles uh, in this circular room. And that. That's kind of the design, I think. What the Time Masters had too, so um, that might just be a, a an Easter egg, because as I said, that went back to Legends of the Legends of Tomorrow season one, and I think they're coming up on season five, I think, five or six. All right, so here's the segment that is uh, talking about the TV show multiverse using characters or using actors that have already appeared on other DC TV or DC movies, but have made their way into the Arrowverse. And I think there's some things to pull from here. So first, let's go to Supergirl because there's a lot here. On Supergirl, Helen Slater, who played Supergirl in the Supergirl 1984 movie, she plays Kara's adopted mom, Eliza Danvers. That has me wondering if Helen Slater might play an older version of the original Supergirl. And maybe she comes from Supergirl, uh, maybe she comes from Earth 84, right, for 1984. And if she does, maybe she's going to be the Supergirl uh, crisis sacrifice. That could be kind of cool. All right. Playing Kara's adopted dad, who's known as Jeremiah Danvers, is the actor Dean Cain, who was yet another Superman and Clark Kent from the Lois and Clark The New Adventures of Superman TV show from 1993. Now, he hasn't been back onto the TV show. Not quite sure why. I could make some speculations based on his political bent, but um, I don't know. Um, But as I said, we have a Superman on Earth-38 – and we might have some other supermans, supermen, so it might be interesting to see if Dean Kane plays any part within the crisis. Also from Lois and Clark, Terry Hatcher, she has appeared on the Supergirl TV show. She played Rhea, who was the mother of Mon-El, queen of Daxam. But she died, so I don't know if we're going to see her. I thought it could be interesting that if we did have some scene where Supergirl meets Lois Lane from the Lois and Clark TV show, she might recognize her, right? She might go, oh my God, you know, I know you. So I think that could be kind of cool. Uh, Linda Carter has been on the Supergirl TV show. She played President Olivia Marsden. Linda Carter, obviously uh, our uh, live action Wonder Woman from the TV show way back in the 70s. Could be fun to see her reprise that role of Wonder Woman, maybe as like a Kingdom Come version. We talked about John Wesley Shipp a lot. He was the Flash from the 90s TV series. Uh, he is on the Flash as Barry's dad, Jay Garrick of Earth 3, but also the Barry Allen uh, Flash from the 90s TV show. And again, as I said, if we need a Flash sacrifice, he just might be that. Now, another actor from that Flash TV show also appeared on The Flash. Amanda Pays played Tina McGee in Season 1. She was on a couple episodes, actually. And she played the same character, a little older, but probably a different version, right? So she's the Tina McGee of Earth-1, not the Tina McGee of Earth-90. Also from Flash, Mark Hamill has played the trickster just like he did on the 90s TV show. And there even was a, uh, a version of the trickster on Earth-3 that Jay Garrick battled. So that was kind of cool to see John Wesley Shipp and Mark Hamill together. If we jump back to Supergirl, her real mom, her Kryptonian mom, uh, was originally played by Laura Benanti, who was a Broadway actress. But then she was replaced, and she was replaced by Erica Durance, who played Lois Lane on the Smallville TV show. Now, this is one of the actors that um, I will give away that she is returning to the crisis. And it, again, could be very interesting to see Supergirl see Erica Durant as Lois Lane and, and recognize her as her own mother. That could be very interesting. So we'll see if that happens. And that's it. That's kind of it. I, I don't want to go into too much more because it might be spoilers, you know, for other things. So here's a... Uh, we got just a few more segments here in this very long episode. Um, this is, these are my speculations for what might happen post-crisis. The obvious speculation is, just like the comic books that took a multiverse and made one universe, I'm wondering if they're going to do that with all the CW shows. Are they going to combine all of their shows, to exist on one Earth. Because right now, only Arrow, Flash, Legends, and Batwoman, they are all the the shows that exist on Earth-1. Supergirl exists on Earth-38, and Black Lightning has not connected yet. But he will in the crisis. So I don't know which Earth he comes from, um, but I have a feeling that they might just combine all of these Earths so they don't have to do all of this jumping around when they want to cross over. And it just really kind of makes sense. So I'm hoping that they do that. Now, just like in the original Crisis, when Barry Allen died, Wally West took over, I thought it would be really cool if the Wally West from the TV show took over for The Flash. My hope would be, though, that... He wouldn't be um, plagued with doubt and guilt. Um, my hope would be that this would be a stronger Wally. You know, in the in the Arrowverse, uh, he showed up on the Flash TV show. He was part of the Legends TV show for a little bit, and he was on kind of like a retreat to find himself. So it would be really cool if we could get him in the Flash suit, much more confident Um and just get him for, you know, a bunch of episodes until Barry comes back if he does die, or maybe Barry retires. Maybe that's what it means, that the Flash must die. It means that he must retire. I don't know. We'll see. And then my larger thought is, if they do combine all of these Earths into one, and we've already seen the destruction of Earth 2, and there's been teases of destructions of other Earths, if they get rid of these Earths, that means no more going back to some of the earths that we're going to see in the crisis, which means not, you know, not going back to some previous DC shows, which could be really interesting. Um, And then what comes next? They love doing these crossovers on the CW, but what comes next? I mean, we've done invasion. um, We've done crisis on earth X. Now we're doing the crisis. Do we go to zero hour? Do we go to millennium? Do we go to hypertime? I think a cool one could be final night. That could be kind of fun. Or eclipso, darkness within. That could be really cool. So, uh, you know, or else maybe then we go to infinite crisis and final crisis and, you know, who knows what else. But could be fun. Could be fun to see where they pull their crossovers next. All right. So just to wrap up here. Um, There have been a lot of heroes and villains throughout all of these shows that could make an appearance, so I thought I might rattle off a whole bunch real quick. Uh, From Arrow, we talked about Arrow. He has a sister named Thea, or Speedy. Um, We've had a whole bunch of canaries, the canary, white canary, black canary, Huntress, Roy Harper. Uh, We've seen Katana. We've seen Ted Grant. We've seen Vixen, Mr. Terrific, John Constantine. There has been rumors or little Easter eggs for Ted Kord and Hal Jordan, but they never showed up. And a whole bunch of villains like Deathstroke and Bronze Tiger, Captain Boomerang, Deathbolt, Cupid, Royal Flesh Gang, Count Vertigo, Ravager, Brother Blood, Calculator. Some of them are dead. But it'll be interesting to see if the crisis pulls some of these actors. From Flash, man, we've just had just a ton. Flash, Firestorm, Killer Frost, Vibe, Weather Wizard, Grodd, Bug-eyed Bandit, King Shark, uh, Wally West, Jesse Quick, um, Trajectory, some some other speedsters. So we'll see who shows up out of that group. Um, from Supergirl, John Jones, Brainiac Five, Monel, Saturn Girl, Dream Girl, Manchester Black, Toyman, Gem, Reactron, Livewire, Red Tornado, Max Lord, Indigo. Again, some of those characters are dead. From Legends, uh, Jonah Hex. Um, John Constantine is on Legends. Uh, He has mentioned Swamp Thing. Uh, From the John Constantine show, there's been Spectre, Dr. Fate. And then we have Black Lightning uh, with all of those cast of characters, including his daughters, Thunder and Lightning, as well as Grace Choi. So, um, you know, might be too much to see all of these characters, but you never know. And then Batwoman, she has a whole bunch of new characters with her. Yeah, it could be fun. So if you see all these random characters, um, hope you know, um, they've played a part somewhere else, and I, and we're gonna get some new characters too, which is kind of fun. So lastly, um, the CW Crisis will be coming to the comics. There will be some, uh, two DC one hundred page giants that will feature new and old stories. Some of them featuring the CW characters, and I think Crisis issue number eight. Uh, a facsimile version of it will be out this week or i think it's this month uh, or maybe next month so you know they're reprinting the comic that killed barry allen so that's kind of interesting and even though all these earths might might die it'd be really fun to get more comics in the vein of batman 66 and wonder woman 77 let's do flash 90 let's do Bird of, birds of prey 02 Get some more Smallville comics, right? Um, I can't believe they haven't done a Flash 90 series yet with John Wesley Shipp being on the Flash TV show. It just seems obvious. All right, so that's it. That's my catch-all CW show primer episode for those of you who might need it. That was a little longer than I thought, but hopefully that preps you for the crisis. I'm really looking forward to it. Um... Uh, I might do episodes on it because I don't know if Adam um, over on the crisis tapes, if he's going to watch it in real time. So if he doesn't um, and we don't make it a, a you know a special crisis tapes kind of episode, I'm going to probably do it here on the Daily Rios because um, it might be a little more immediate. And it might be fun to talk about the first three parts that are in December and then the two parts that are in January. Oh, I forgot to mention Jimmy Olsen. I'm looking at some random notes here. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen, he plays Guardy, and he's also around in Super, Supergirl. Um, speaking of the Crisis Tapes, as I record today, December 6th, that is, this is the 10th anniversary of the Crisis Tapes, so if you have never read Crisis on Infinite Earths and you want a podcast that is all about it, go and listen to the Crisis Tapes on the CGS feed. Uh, we are... Right now, uh, what, 20 episodes in, and we've just gotten to crisis number five. There's a whole bunch of, you know, preliminary episodes that are just discussions about other things prior to the crisis, but we are in the middle of crisis number five, and just as a little teaser, um, we are going to record again very soon to finish issue number five, which is great. So as we celebrate this 10th anniversary for the crisis tapes, it's kind of awesome that there's a crisis TV show and I get to talk a little bit of crisis here on The Daily Rios. This has been The Daily Rios episode 460. Please, by all means, leave a comment on the website or send me some Twitter responses if you want to talk about anything I missed or send me an email at peter at Talk to you soon.